What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we've got an epic uh, collab. We're, we're running it back with Ross Gerber and Mark Frommeyer. Um, what up? Welcome to the show, both of y'all. Thank what you. Uh, yeah, so last time we talked, Ross, you were just getting to, to know the company. We saw an awesome conversation between you and Mark. Um, now you actually got to test drive the vehicle, hang out with the FUV for the day. So, so what's up with that? How'd that go? Well, you know, you're a board member, so, uh, you know, this discussion um, is I'm an, in, I'm an investor, so I have to disclose that I'm an investor, so I'm also biased. <laughs> but um, one of the things about investing is really knowing the product, so I really appreciate, I, I think it was Mark's actual vehicle they, they let me drive. And, um, you know, to get to know the vehicle is to really understand the company because it's such a unique vehicle. You can't understand its use potential without actually trying it. And so, so there's a lot of great things. So I like, I have all these positives that I want to talk about. And of course I have some negatives I want to talk about or, or things that I think can be improved. Um, but I think from a use standpoint and a fun standpoint, like, you know, it was, it was really fun. You know, it's much faster than I thought. Quick so tell it, go ahead, Mark. No, just, uh, it's got, got good pickup, gets you, uh, gets you moving when you need to. So, so you limit it from zero to, to 20. Uh, it's, I, uh, we we're, we're still working on, uh, some tuning on that, basically like the throttle response curve, but it's, yeah, cause I think it could go faster. I think, I think you're throttling it down because it's pretty fast, you know, like I was like, oh, am I going to go 60 in this thing? And it was just like, boom. And I was like, wow, you know, this thing is, is for real. It's, it, see that it, it doesn't sell me if it can't really work as a vehicle, but it totally can. So, you know, if it's just for fun and it's like a ATV kind of thing, it, it doesn't work, but, but as a vehicle, it works. It, 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 I, I was cruising 60 confidently you know, that thing is fast. It's, it's, it's one of the things we, we sort of figured out pretty early on is that in order to be a real solution for the wide market, it's got to be able to participate on all the roads. Uh, and that's oh, oh, that, but, that but feel confident participating. Ross, can you tell us a little bit about like, what, what did you experience? Like, what did you do with that TV? Like, where'd you pick it up? Where'd you take it? Like, what was your adventure looking like? Well, you know, I'm fortunate enough to live near the beach. So uh, actually live and work by the beach. So it was dropped off at work. And, and so, you know, obviously, you know, I have to work, so I only had so much time, but like, um, I, you know, I went straight down to Santa Monica and then I went back to Venice where I live um, because you can go to like the, where the boats are. And then I came down the alley on the beach and, and that's what I was seeing, you know, like if I lived in the Marina del Rey, would I buy this thing? And, and, and totally it's perfect for beach communities really because it's EV and you can plug it in anywhere, but it's a vehicle, but I don't want like a whole vehicle, you know, it's like a whole thing having a big vehicle there. So, so for parking, for other things, it's, it's real efficient, but also from a utility perspective, there's so many people involved with delivery of something. This is real effective tool for that too. So, so how you customize these things really make, I, like I could come up with a hundred opportunities that you could 
look at just because there's so many use cases that the vehicle can be configured for, you know, but for fun, it's great. Beach community, Key West, Miami, uh, LA, San Diego, Hawaii, the entire island of Hawaii should just buy these things. Like the state of Hawaii should just be like, no more gas cars, EV only, Teslas and, and FUVs, you know, and these FUVs would just be cruising around. There's so much pollution in the rental car business in, in Hawaii, and it makes me want to cry every day that I'm in Hawaii because everybody has to rent a gas guzzler and drive through the most beautiful, pristine place ever. And then it gets pummeled by climate change every year. And, and it's like, how are they, how are people, the tourists helping, you know? And it's like, so there's so many use cases. One of the things I was, I was asked today, and I mentioned it when we popped on is, you know, what do you, what's, what's the thing that people kind of misunderstand the most about Arkimoto? And I think to me, it's that, it's that notion that it's a really, ultimately that it's a super niche opportunity. That's what, that's a, what I think is a fundamental misunderstanding that, that in reality, the use case for the platform is, is super wide. It's, it, it, so, so let's, let's, let's ignore those discussions because what I now believe demand won't be an issue. Okay. So if you can make vehicles, these things, right, you should be able to sell all of them. So, you know, I, I think that's just having a marketing strategy that works. So like, I, I don't think that demand is the issue. I think supply is the issue. I think the question is how many can you make right away? You know, how customizable is it? How much time does that take to configure it differently? Um, I think it needs more technology. You know, I think it should be like the Lime app, you know, or like the, the um or, or these scooter apps where i should it should be an app on my phone i should be able i should be able to track these things for for fleet management it might cost a little more but you got to put like a little computer in there or something so that you can avoid keys and use apps so then from you could use it that rental model where people could just rent them directly on their phone and walk and just sit in them and boom you know and like maybe you don't even sell them Maybe you just start a company where you make these and you go to these places and you just rent it and that's that and it's an app and you're done. But the question is, can you make them and how many can you make and how fast can you make them in a year? How many are you making in two years? How many are you making? Right. No, we, we've uh, and this is something I we outlined pretty specifically is that we don't actually believe demand is the problem at all that we think our fundamental challenge is getting to mass production uh, on as, as swift a timeline as, as, we, as we can. So that's why we bought the new facility or that's why we are buying the new facility. That's why we're working with Monroe and, and their whole team to plan out true scale production. Um, as far, I, lo I love that you're, you're thinking down the road of, of vehicle sharing, vehicle rental, app integration, and that's, yeah, that that is all functionality that we have baked into the vehicle. So it's got it's got the Bluetooth chip and the Wi-Fi chip and the right. uh, you know capability to do uh, ultimately over-the-air updates. It's just those are and so those are all features that we're going to be rolling out over time. Yeah, because like if you if you look at the front panel part and it's just like 
because the way you can put like, let's say an iPad or a phone in there, let's say, as your screen, like your Tesla screen, that is really a cool concept because you you don't have to put the screen in. People are fine with their own screens. Yeah. And it, what you got to do is limit their ability to get messaging so they don't die. Um, that was the first thing I was like, dude, a millennial is going to die with this thing. It'll be like, oh, boom, boom. I got a date on Bumble. Boom, boom. You know? Um, but from a user perspective, if it's like mapping, music, whatever, so you got your screen and then you have your electronics in there and, and then people just use their phones and, and it's just, it's such a huge winner. I, I just see it. So Ross, what, what surprised you the most about looking at it online and like knowing about the Arkimoto and then the test drive, like where, how did your perspective change? <laughs> okay. So like, you know, People are going to laugh at me because I'm considered old, but I, I, I have a misperception that I, I know what's cool. And so I believe in this misperception. So that's all that matters. So me feeling like a geek driving this thing, you know, it's not my thing, you know, <laughs> like I try to be cool and, you know, driving this thing, am I going to feel dumb? So I was really curious to people's reactions to it as I was driving and, and, and ultimately, you know, you're driving down by the beach. So you, you can see, you know, young people's reaction to it. So old people love the thing. So, you know, you've got the old people sold. My mom was like, Oh, you were getting one of those. I was like, mom, like, you, what are you talking about? So old people will buy this thing. You go to Florida, boom, done. You know, like, People will buy them. They'll be racing around. It'll be a problem. You'll have to have, that's why you have to have an app. So you can turn down grandpa to like 28 miles per hour. You know, like you don't want grandpa to go to full 60. This is the whole thing. Tracking, tracking. It's like the kids took it like in Laguna beach. Okay. So boom, the kid wants to take it. You know, is it legal for a kid to drive this thing or is it a car? It's a, it's a motorcycle. So you've got to have a, you, in, in California, you can drive it with just a normal driver's license, but you've got to be a legal driver. So and that's one of the things that you have to do, like parental controls. Okay. So you have to be, because my kid was like, oh, I wanted to drive it. I was like, no, it's not. So that's the second thing I, I remember. So you need a kid solution. So, so how do you get a kid seat in the back there? You got to, I mean, how do, what, what do you do with a kid? There are certainly uh, anchorages that that can be added for for like a, a child seat, but there are, there are also regulatory considerations there because right, it's right. a motorcycle class vehicle. So, um, and <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't take a four year old on, on a motorcycle legally, right? We, we definitely um, recommend that you you've got to at least be able to reach the floor with your feet uh, w- in order to ride it. So I think you go to Marriott or you go to like Ritz Carlton and and you go know, you put like. 10 of these in every hotel and your your luxury destinations and then the people just rent them for the day while they're there and they're just plugged in and at night and then the next day people are just like boom i want to go to see the volcano and they just rent it you know you can get 50 bucks a day you know forever maybe a hundred yeah when you look at at comps in market i mean the the the, uh, rentals of things like golf carts and uh, other fun vehicles, you'd be amazed at what they. It has for. no depreciation. It has no depreciation. You 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 buy this thing, it'll probably last ten years. You know, it's like there's there's only so many parts. You know, 
So, so how, so you told me there was a manufacturing capability you had today, like how quickly does this ramp? Like, what are the numbers? Yeah, the, the big, the, our big push is to get to scale production uh, by the, to, to, to kick off that new facility assembly line by before the end of next year. And so this year you're stuck in your current facility making what you can make and they're basically marketing vehicles. Yeah, yeah I, really, I really look at 2021 this year as, as building the foundation for this next, I mean, ultimately building the foundation for the next decade of right. fleshing out the product family, uh, getting all of the various business models that make sense in play. So that would be things like, um, you know, we have one destination rental outlet open now in Key West. That's definitely a, a piece of the rental business model. But like you were saying, uh, in certain areas, uh, ride sharing is gonna be a much more, you know, vehicle sharing type as a service is gonna be a much better model certainly for ur urban areas. So that's gonna be a, a different piece of the puzzle. Um, ultimately, we see a near-term opportunity with, uh, with autonomy and that's something else that we're, so, so 2021 is a year where we really, I think to, to, a, it, to a broad degree articulate the big picture of Arkimoto's product family and, and business strategy. And then 2022 and beyond is just scale, scale, scale. So, so you move into the factory when? Uh, we are slated to close uh, imminently. It's probably going to be just after the turn of the quarter. Uh, cool. And then uh, the, the present owner actually is going to be leasing it back from us for several months as they move into their new facility. Uh, and then we're, we're going to have quite a lot of work to do to get it up fit for, for volume production. Yeah, so you've got some time. Okay, so, so really from an investor perspective, you know, because we're long-term investors, you know, really what we're looking at is, you know, this is a five-year investment strategy to get to where in production in five years. In, in the five-year timeframe, we, we're targeting the hundreds of thousands of units volume. Okay, that, that's what I thought. So it's like, really, you want to scale to a company that's making, let's say a quarter million of these, in five years. Yeah, well, it, and I mean, the, the mission of the company is to catalyze sustainable transportation. You, you don't do that unless you build a lot of them. Uh, right, so. right, right. So, so really this first facility is sort of like a bigger model of what you have now. And then you're gonna like do it again. Yeah, no, th this one is really, what we're, what we're doing essentially now is prototyping mass production. Right. So right. figuring out how to really build these at high volume and then with that pattern developed, copy, paste, 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 paste in all of the markets where we think it yeah. makes sense for our commodity yeah, product. So it's like, yeah, good, good. It's really exciting. You know, it's like, it's so cool to see this. This is my favorite thing about investing. You know, it's like you invest in companies and, and you put a vision in place and and you know, I see the vision, and and I, I think it can be successful, and and so it's exciting to to watch. So, um, so yeah, it's it's I think it's a great vehicle. You know, it's kind of like sad giving it up. You know, and after I gave it up, I was like, you know, should call the guy back. <laughs> you know, this summer I want one for sure. You know, so so yeah, I think you have to deal with safety as far as like. 
you know, I think the vehicle is safe, but you have to like, you know, from a marketing perspective, make people understand that it's safe and it's, and it's a substantial vehicle. And I think um, from a coolness perspective, I think it works. You know, the way you paint it and the way it's designed, you know, matters a lot um, and the way it's perceived. But I think if you market it correctly, I think you have no problem. And awesome. the yeah, Ross, awesome to have you on board, by the way. Really, I'm glad that your, uh, that your uh, test of the vehicle lived up to- uh, I'm glad to stock uh, with it. Um, and, you know, I mean, the, the, the point about safety, I think, is, is certainly well taken. And it's really important to remember that, you know, one, the Arkhamoto is a motorcycle class vehicle. You are much lighter weight on the road than the vehicles that are around you, but it does you know, it provides two seat belts for each passenger. It's got a roof that passes the roof crush test. And you're, you're a lot more visible on the road uh, to other road users than you would be on a typical small, small form vehicle. Um, but you definitely are aware of the, the size disparity. And I, you know, I, I typically find that uh, our Arkhamoto drivers adjust accordingly. So I had this, I had this fantasy the other night because I haven't really traveled anywhere in a long time and there's this movie Rum Diaries and it's a great book but it's a good movie too and you know they're driving I think in Puerto Rico and on the coast and it's just magnificent you know like but for me when I was a kid it was Jamaica and I used to drive around you know one time on this moped and so I'm driving the Arkhamoto and I was like dude if I had this thing in Jamaica for the day and my family wasn't with me and it was just, you know, me and this Arkhamoto. This should be the commercial. Um, driving, you know, like Negril, you know, go to Rick's, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I think it's still there. I don't know. And 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 it's just like it's it and it's quiet. And so I had I had Led Zeppelin on, you know. So I was playing Zeppelin three, is what I was playing. And I'm just like, dude, this is this is kind of my thing I want to do next. I got to get one of these out in Jamaica by myself with, you know, Bob Marley going and just cruise from town to town. And it's quiet. So it's incredible to experience, you know, and then the motorcycle guy's like, Vroom! and and I'm like, you know, it's it's nice to to be there and hear the music and cruise. Well, we, we were... Yeah, we were just in uh, the, the. We had a couple team members out in Daytona for Bike Week, and uh, they were they were amazed at, at just how well received both the fun utility vehicle and our new roadster were received out there um, by the by the kind of the biker crowd. You know, when you put somebody who rides a motorcycle onto a vehicle that is quiet, that doesn't you know, that's not constantly shaking, uh, a lot of people actually really appreciate it. Well, we were right near the Bartles. It's like a huge Harley dealership in, in Venice. And I was like, we should just pull in and see what they say, you know, like, they'd be like, wow, that's cool. Or what the hell is that? Um, but we didn't do it. Next time. It was, it was a little, it was a little, it would have been bold. 
It, it kind of reminds me of like the boat thing. Like why do boats need to go electric? Nobody has a boat because they're too loud and they pollute and the maintenance is a pain. Like that's the same kind of tr uh, trifecta that motorcycles have as well. And so I feel like that once you get over a lot of those hurdles, that'll actually expand the market. And the safety thing is so interesting about, and it kind of goes along with your whole like Jamaica vision because it's like we have cars on the road and there's this explosion of like scooters, e-bikes, all this. Right. And they're all have this safety problem because we've decided to have these huge cars on our roads everywhere and so i think e bikes are huge yeah and so i think a big part of the solution is like let's rethink our cities like i was even reading like manhattan wants to really close a lot of roads to cars like we should like i live in this kind of like near the lake part of Seattle, it's like, we should close off this neighborhood for all cars and only have bikes. Like it'll make it a gazillion times better. And I think that's going to be a big part of city planning in the future, or I hope it is because otherwise every single time we try and come up with a smaller form factor vehicle, it's just, there's all, we're always going to run this roadblock of like, yeah, your SUV is safe for you, but it's a nightmare and super dangerous for everyone else on the road. And one time Mark had this, he told me this thing that really stuck with me, which is like our mentality has to be less about what's in it for me, what's best for all of us. And so I think that's a, I think there's like a, a, a big opportunity here to rethink how we plan our cities to get around this problem. You know, in some ways the pandemic forced certain changes. Like when I was in Venice, they've, you know, because the restaurants are on the streets now, and then they now made more room for bikes. There's really no room for cars anyways, you know? And I was like, you know, exactly what you're saying is true. Not only is it the rethinking of the cities, it's the rethinking of the way we work and, and, and how the workforce is best utilized, you know? And, and there's so much opportunity in that um, for companies like Arkimoto and, and e-bikes, which you mentioned, which now like so many people I know have, and I was looking at one the other day because they have these ones that work on the sand and you can like, I guess they banned them already in like Manhattan beach, but they look so much fun and you can like e-bike through the sand, like on in the water almost, you know? I was like, that looks so much fun. I'm going to buy one, but I didn't yet. And uh, I think there's going to be electric everything. So it's like every category of vehicle type. Cause I have an electric skateboard from this company boosted that, that actually went out of business and I love this board, this, and, and I'm a skater and, and I could die skating because I'm old enough that if I make a mistake, I would die going at that speed in my neighborhood. And I ride this thing confidently, you know, it, it's such a good vehicle. It's such a good skateboard. Um, and I'm sad they went out of business, but I think whether it's like skateboards, bikes, Arkimoto's, Tesla's, uh, semis, you know, SUVs, buses, uh, and boats. You know, why, Callie, why isn't there more boat EV solutions? Is it the weight to battery ratio issue or in water? I think a lot of it has to do with the battery technology not being ready. And then the water, like if you get any water in your battery pack, that's a disaster. And so, uh, yeah, and I honestly, they, I, I'm actually an investor in this company called Pure Watercraft that does Seattle is doing electric boats in Seattle. There's a lot of startups trying, but no one's cracked the code. It feels like it's just the technology is not quite ready. But I'm I'm all about it because I also think they pollute in our waterways. These boats, not even no, about like they just leak those little oil trails in the water. Yeah. It's like what is yeah. this, you know? And like uh, if, if we I talk about it. yeah, and it's like uh, uh, snowmobiles. I hate snowmobiles because they're so loud. Like what you were saying about the Arkimoto, like you can enjoy the half the beauty of a motorcycle is you're outside enjoying nature. But how are you really outside enjoying nature if you only hear the sound of you burning dinosaur juice trembling yeah. to hang on for dear life while it's literally combusting under your butt? 
that yeah. sucks. You know what I mean? And no, so- I, I, but I think there's this whole perception change that's happening that, you know, I'm glad that we were somewhat a part of in that years ago, it was really almost like, screw these EV people, you know, it was like, there was so much pro- anti EV propaganda. And now the tide has changed because obviously the weather's so bad, there's no like food and water in Texas, you know? And so like when, when you're forced to f- forage for food and heat, that usually gives you some incentive to start believing in climate change. And, and those solutions all of a sudden matter. And it's like, oh, Tesla built a huge battery for Texas. So it's like, yeah, how are you going to build a gigafactory in a place that can't heat people? You know, and so obviously Elon knew that from the beginning and he has a solution. And so like when you think about moving the perception from everything being oil solution from the gardeners like leaf blower to, you know, vehicles to whatever, you know, now to an electric solution for everything or solar, um, the tides turn now. The tides turn, and and so this wave is happening, which you're a part of, which is why we're investing in this wave of things and solutions in all these areas. So I'm curious, maybe we can wrap it up with Ross. To the people who are thinking about test driving an Arcimoto, like what can you say after your test drive? Like I know for me, that's when I became a believer in the company. Like you said, you got to do your homework and try the product, and that's when I realized I wanted one is after I drove it. And I don't know if you finished your thought about like the wow factor, but the biggest surprise for me was how many people of all different walks of life stopped. And like what you're saying, electric used to be weird. Now they're like, oh, this is sick. What is that? Like, what are those? And now they're like, oh, it's electric too. And you tell them it's like, then they're like, oh, can it go on the highway? You're like, it goes 75. You know, how much range do I have? A hundred miles. Like what, you know, like each kind of thing. And then they're like, whoa, like I got to check that out. Like I've, it, it was, it was pretty wild when I had that happen in New York. So think about it this way. The problem with the Tesla solution is the cheapest Tesla you can get today for real is 40 grand, okay? So that's a payment of let's say 600, 650 a month. So I wanna go electric, but I just can't afford it, okay? So I wanna buy a vehicle though. But the way young people think today is they're very cost conscious. They're very um, smart about how they spend their money. So they're gonna look and then they say, well, how much is this and how much is that? And they check on the apps. And so it's like, you have a solution that's cheaper than a car, okay? And it's better in a lot of ways than a car. And it might even solve more s- solutions for that person than a car. Plus it, what, how I sell Teslas is your cost of operation is zero. You have no maintenance and you have no gas. And so it's just you know negligible. You just drive this thing forever, you know, and you plug it in like a scooter. And so it's, to me, it's a financing and marketing thing. It's not a demand thing. So if you can get a financing deal where I can sign up for this thing and maybe no money down 250 a month, you know, something like that. And you're just coming in where you just go onto the app and you buy the thing and then it just shows up at your house and you, your phone app uses it and you drive to work that day and you're and and you're you're gonna make a fortune and you'll well, make me a lot of money i i mean you, you, it's almost you, you think of it well you can rent it by the hour by the you can do whatever you want it's day, part of that life by the month yeah uh, and, and just have it be very flexible for, for yeah. 
very flexible for users and ultimately, you know, drive a lot more revenue per vehicle for the company. Yeah, I, I want to let my kid use it. You know, I can set parameters, boom. He goes and uses it, whatever, you know, he's, he's 21, you know, I, I don't want to let him go 70 in this thing. So, you know what I mean? And so all, it's super fun and you have this opportunity to integrate technology with a great EV in the same Tesla model. And, um, you know, it's the same thing. It's about execution. I think that's the hardest part with EVs. And so, you know, I believe in you and that's that, you know, you got a lot of work to do, buddy. <laughs> no kidding. Well, we'd love to have you, uh, whenever you head up north, we'd love to have you uh, check out the, the operations firsthand. If you, Just uh, leave a fub for me uh, here in LA somewhere, uh, you know? Archimotor.com slash pre-order. Pre-order. I don't want to pre-order. I just stare at a pre-order. I, I, you know, I'll pre-order one. You know, what I want is, uh, you know, you got to have like a- Gally's configuring his- An next. extra one? Do you have an extra one? Oh yeah, I think Gally's coming down. Take a fub down oh. and we'll cruise around in it. You're going to love this, Ross. When that when I tried to get it, or I didn't try to get a free Arkimoto, but this one of the employees suggested that I get a free Arkimoto. And then Mark was like, no way. You can't, Everybody you can't paid, get a free Arkimoto. Mark's mom yeah, paid right. full price. You got to get right. in line and just do it. So, that's right. uh, yeah, no so I'm like, I'm like, you're, you're sloughing, Ross. You might not get yours by summer. I'm going to have mine this summer and just show you. I might have to just roll down to Santa Monica just to flex on you and you don't have it. You're going to flex on me <laughs> right now. Yeah, right now I got to pay for this Tesla I just bought. Yeah. No, you know, the problem, if I bought one, I'll tell you the real problem is my kids, is my kids, because they would want to go in it every day, every day. And every day it would be, no, your feet don't touch the floor. And every day they would cry just, and they would be mad. So I just can't do it until their feet touch the floor. It, it's really, it's sad. Galley doesn't have these problems. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, that's life. <laughs> Thank you so much both for joining. Uh, always awesome to catch up. Really appreciate it. Thank y'all for you. tuning in. Peace. Thanks, Kelly.